This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. The Washington State Attorney General's Office has issued a consumer alert for people looking to buy a used car, as they are warning people not to waive the implied warranty when buying them. And with us morning to talk about this issue is Todd Bowers, Deputy Attorney General with the Washington State Attorney General's Office. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you this morning? Good. I can't complain. Uh, Todd, I understand that used cars in the state of Washington uh, come with an implied warranty at the time of sale, which is something that you guys are warning consumers not to waive. That's correct. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to folks about this. Every used car in the state of Washington comes with an implied, what's called an implied warranty of merchantability. And what that means is that uh, whenever someone buys a used car, the law uh, implies that the, the dealer uh, provides that car in a reasonably safe condition and substantially free of defects that might render it inoperable. It's sort of the, that's the legalese. Um, and it's really important for people to understand that uh, the importance of that warranty, right? Uh, we don't want people... Uh, and the law doesn't allow dealers to sell cars to people that, you know, you get them two blocks down the street and, you know, and the, and the car dies, uh, right? That's, that's a violation of that implied warranty. Um, and what we are trying to help people understand is that many times when you buy a used car from a dealer, uh, the dealer will try and get you to waive or give up that implied warranty. And that's okay. Uh, you, you can give that up and, and maybe get a cheaper price on that used car by giving that up. But you have to negotiate that, right, with the dealer. There, there has to be an open negotiation between you and the dealer before you can waive that warranty. And so that's really the message that we want folks to understand. Right. And, Todd, you know, how does that differ differ from a car that you buy from a dealership that's sold as is? Yeah, so that's a great question, Chris. So that is, uh, that is one of the, the things that we would like people to understand. A lot of times when you go to a used car, car dealership, you'll see the sticker on the window, right? And it'll list you know, all the details about the car, all the options that are on the car. And then it'll, it'll note in, you know, in big lettering that that car is sold as is, okay? Even though it says that, right, just because you buy a car with a sticker that says as is, that does not waive or, or give up 
that implied warranty of merchantability. That still applies even with that as-is sticker. The only way that uh, that you can, as a buyer, can be forced to, to give up that implied warranty is if you actually, like, explicitly negotiate with the dealer to give up that implied warranty. So just because that sticker says as-is doesn't mean that you don't have some protection to make sure that that car is not is not a lemon. Right. And, and Todd, um, I guess, what are the details as it relates to the implied uh, warranty that comes with the purchase of a used car? I mean, in terms of, like, the length of time, what that specifically um, would cover or should cover, you know, what are the details that people should be aware of when it comes to an applied warranty? So the law is not, you know, incredibly specific about that, Chris. What, like I say, what the, what the law says is that the applied warranty means that the car is sold in a reasonably safe condition and substantially free of any defect that might make it inoperable. That's what the law says. I can give you a couple of examples, though, from, from some court cases. So there was one instance in which a buyer bought a car uh, that had been modified uh, actually to for, for street racing. And uh, the dealer did not disclose that to the buyer. The buyer wanted to use that car primarily just for transportation to get to and from a job. And after buying the car, because of the, uh, you know, that it had been used very heavily uh, for racing, the car began to overheat within a couple of days. It had starter problems and there was some internal engine damage. And most of those things came to light within days of the sale. So those are the types of defects. So that's selling that car was a violation of the implied warranty. Okay. And the buyer, the buyer had the right to have the dealer either buy it back and refund the price or fix it to pay to fix it. Uh, those are the kinds of, of defects that violate that implied warranty. Another example, Chris was a car that the dealer sold claiming that it was quote unquote in top condition and the dealer violated the implied warranty in selling that car when the buyer found in the weeks after the sale that the car vibrated quite a bit, uh, that it would drift in one direction and that when it got up to highway speed, it started to shimmy. So those are the types of defects that can violate the implied warranty of merchantability. Right. And, uh, you know, purchasing a car, uh, whether it's new or used, is uh, about negotiations uh, in order to really seal the deal, for lack of a better term. As it, applies, as it relates to the used car sales and supplied warranty, what are some things consumers should be aware of during this process, that negotiation process, as it relates to the implied uh, warranties? So an, another great question. You know, you asked me earlier, Chris, about the as-is sticker. You know, a, a lot of times, uh, you, you know, I, I bought cars. I'm sure you have. We all have. It's a, uh, it's a something we we have need to do. I can't say that I'm real fond of, of of the process. And one of the things that that I don't like about the process, and I suspect most people don't, is boy, when you buy the car, they give you a stack of papers, right? That that you've got to try and plow through and sign here and sign there. And so one of the things that, that some dealers will do is in that stack of papers will be one that, that essentially claims that you're, it's a, it's a pre-printed negotiation form. The words negotiation will be on it in which uh, the buyer gives up 
or waives the implied warranty. Um, I think the number one lesson, Chris, is, you know, it's really simple, but but I think a lot of us um, don't do it, uh, is read what you're signing. I, I know, again, I know that sounds mm-hmm. real simple, but it's, it's really true. Read what you're buying. I will say this about those pre-printed forms that, that, that sort of claim that you're negotiating and giving up the implied warranty if you sign it. Um, you know, some courts have found, uh, depending on the nature of that form and, you know, the fine print and things like that, some courts have found that even when you sign that, you're not giving up the implied warranty because that's not really a negotiation, is it? Um, the dealer's not talking to you. The salesperson's not talking to you about, here's what the implied warranty, you know, provides you. Uh, and, you know, uh, in order, you know, to get $500 or however much off the purchase price, you're giving that up. Now, that's an actual negotiation, right? When you communicate about that, signing a pre-printed form with a lot of fine print in which you say you're, you're giving up the implied warranty, some courts have found that's not good enough you to give that up but boy we we hope that folks don't get to that situation where they're in court or they're calling us um and, and the the easiest way to avoid that is to just be on the lookout for that form uh and and don't sign that form uh, unless you really are willing to to give up those things that the implied warranty gives you i hope that makes sense that makes a lot of sense uh, todd you know two things number one you know, if people feel that they um, have been impacted uh, negatively by uh, unknowingly waiving an applied warranty, um, you know, how can they address that issue? Either A, um, you know, is it best for them to go directly back to uh, the dealership uh, and talking about it? Or is it uh, one of the things where they should probably come through your office uh, and file some sort of complaint or claim uh, or a combination of both? Yeah, I think it's the last, Chris. I, I, I see no reason why you, you can't do both or why you shouldn't do both. Um, you know, m- most dealers, you know, want to, you know, they're good business people and they, they, they don't want unhappy customers. And so I would encourage people, if they have concerns about the car they bought, to talk to the dealer again. But if you don't also, you know, if you don't feel like you're getting anywhere, um, please do contact the attorney general's office. Our phone number, so we we have a whole division, Chris, the Consumer Protection Division, um, and one of the things that we do in the Consumer Protection Division is we um, mediate disputes between uh, businesses and customers, and we we take in about twenty over twenty thousand complaints a year. We take wow. complaints online. There's a form online that you can fill out uh, where we can try and help you. And then there's also a phone number. We'll take them over the phone. So the phone number for folks to call us if they have a complaint is 1-800-551-4636. And if you want to contact us online, it's we're at www.ago.wa.gov. And one other resource that I'd like to um, uh, flag for people is if you do go to our website, which again is www.atg.wa.gov, type in used cars in the search box. And we have a whole list of resources that people can consult before they go and buy a newer used car. We also have on there, so 
some resources for people about, you know, what to do if, you know, if you find yourself in a position of having bought a car that seems like it's a lemon, you know, what, what are your rights? What are the dealer's uh, obligations? All right. Well, Todd, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. I'm bringing this valuable information um, to our community this morning. I will like to, I would like to note that the Consumer Protection Division of the Washington Attorney General's Office um, uh, is a very, it's full of a very good people who do very good work and are very effective. I, I can tell you that from personal experience. So I want to uh, convey that so people can feel comfortable contacting the Attorney General's Office knowing um, that they are actually indeed going to serve the best interests of our community all across the state. Because um, sometimes, you know, people say, oh, if I call, you know, might not get quite the response or that I might not get a return phone call or a letter or anything like that. You you guys are very proactive and responsive. I have to give you guys um, credit on that. So I want to just put that out there uh, as well, Todd. But I really thank you for joining us on today's show. Great. Chris, thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you do in publicizing all this good stuff. So we really appreciate our, you know, our partnership with folks like you.